Welcome everyone to our interview with Eric Meyer, the founder of High Ground Dairy. My favorite part about working for this company is the relentless pursuit for customer success, something that we see each and every day here. You know, in an increasingly digital age, human interactions have lessened and oftentimes customers can feel really out of touch with their service provider, but not here. We're sitting down to discuss some key elements of High Ground Dairy as a business that has always been driven by putting our customer first. Eric, thanks for taking the time out of your day for this interview. How long have you been in dairy and what part of your career path led you to wanting to help others manage risk in this industry? Well, Alyssa, thanks so much for having me on uh, this interview today. Scarily, I've been in the business for now 20 years. Some days it feels like it was just a couple of years ago, and other times it feels like it's been an eternity. My career path was not embedded in the dairy or financial markets. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster when I grew up. And so I realized living in Chicago, that dream was going to be pretty darn difficult to obtain without living out my other dream in my 20s of living um, in Chicago and having a great time with friends post-college, if you want to get into the radio business and sports broadcaster, you have to move to very small towns and work your way back to a major market like this. So my dream was crushed to be a sports broadcaster, but I switched that up, went into the marketing and somehow stumbled back to Chicago and ended up meeting Mike Downs and Joe O'Neill and jumping into the dairy industry. So it's been a long 20 years. It's been a pretty storied working for Sarah Lee and the Downs O'Neill Group and FC Stone before starting my own company here eight years ago. As far as helping others manage risk in the industry, I realized early on working for the Downs O'Neill Group that it was such an amazing opportunity of a burgeoning market like Derek, just getting started in the mid-90s no one knowing what they were really getting themselves into, but realizing at that company, just getting started, we had so many customers that were on the books that didn't know how to trade. And so education and teaching people how to use these markets has been, uh, has been such an uh, important thing. Let's jump right into what High Ground Dairy was built on, market intelligence. You saw a need for that education in this industry, so you certainly dove headfirst into making that happen. Aside from what you just spoke to, why was that so important to you to provide this market intelligence and global outlook to the market? I think a couple of reasons. One, I really enjoyed being a student of the market. And so learning and understanding for selfish reasons, for my own understanding of how things worked and taking those writing skills and putting them into creating market opinion was important. I think if you could do that in plain English, you could bring more market participants into the complex to have them better understand how how things worked. And so back in 15, 20 years ago, there weren't a whole lot of people doing that. We were just starting to publish some of that information on the World Wide Web, and we were just starting to leverage email to communicate some of that information. So as my career moved down the path, particularly when I worked at the Sara Lee Corporation as a buyer, the need for having market information, intelligence, data 
opinion, strategy, forecasts that were at your fingertips were incredibly important. And so I recognized that there was room in the space for something that looked professional, that had a market opinion, um, and that that there'd be enough uh, of, of a spot for a new entrant into the market. And so fast forward eight years from there, and we've built a, a really nice business. And I think it's it's been that way because our market intelligence engages people in a way that they weren't used to before. Certainly. So as someone that started working for the team near the beginning, I remember there being some pushback on moving to electronic trading. Help us understand why you were such an advocate from the beginning. Well, if we're being candid here, the real business model of High Ground initially was put together great market opinion analysis, market intelligence, and people will ultimately use your company or our company to to trade, to manage that risk by trading futures and options and hedging. And so that was truly the business model was if you write it and you send it to enough people, they will come. The CME did a really nice job of kind of slowly pushing the market and the market participants down a path of moving things away from the floor and onto the screen. Originally, we used that as a marketing tool as just, we were a small business. We were a new player on the block. I had some relationship capital that I could get with people in the industry that I'd worked on, but we needed to distinguish ourselves. We leveraged what the CME was feeding to the brokerage community to look at moving things onto what I consider a more level playing field, which is electronic trading. And once the CME built the correct tool, which I believe is, is CME Direct, their, their trading platform, to make it easy, not only for brokers, but also for somewhat informed market participants to actually trade more exotic options. This was a model that was um, something that we could we could push forward with. We were just lucky enough to not have had a a presence uh, as robust on the floor as other brokers and hadn't been ingrained in um, different behaviors that we've been doing for many years that we could try some new things. That electronic model, um, working really hard with the CME and our, our market maker partners, as well as our customers to kind of drive business there uh, has been an incredible success. And, and I think our customers really appreciate the fact that they know that we're working for them, that we're trying to drive more transparency, not saying that the venue on the floor, incredible amounts of nostalgia, really cool experience to have gone down on the floor from time to time, to bring customers down and to see that organized chaos. There's, there's always going to be something about that that will live in, in infamy. But when it comes to what we're trying to do for our customers, and 99% of our customer business is hedge business. We are managing risk for business purposes to lock in or uh, create or mitigate uncertainty around dairy prices, that if we were providing our customers a venue to do that, where they're getting fair, efficient bills with the liquidity that, they're, that they need, that the electronic market would be the way of the future. And lo and behold, that venue has certainly played out as the CME has basically kept all of its exchange floors uh, in the dairy complex closed. Now 100% of all volume that's traded at the exchange for dairy is electronic. 
Right. It always comes back to what's best for the customer. It sounds like being nimble was a, a huge advantage there for High Ground Dairy. As difficult as it has been throughout the pandemic, what's something that you took away this past year that helped you define the importance of risk management? That's a that's a good question. As I think many of us that regardless of what industry you're you're in, changing and working from home in an environment that is stressful to begin with was a really big challenge. And the volatility was completely unprecedented. And so trying to manage not only risk for our customers, trying to give them the best available advice when a market is doing things that it did basically throughout 2020, I think was very difficult. But at the same time, years like 2020 are why we look at managing risk in the first place and creates opportunities to to lock in coverage. I'm reminded come that April May timeframe when cheese prices went to you know near all time lows, and we had just an just an extraordinarily steep forward curve. While some customers were freaking out by that fact and and dealing with that volatility and trying to explain it up the chain or trying to manage that risk um, you know on farm you just saw the consistency of our best customers just layering in like okay well the market's done this and as a result we have a plan for this and we are going to take action and while it seemed ridiculous at the time that these customers in particular cheese buyers were locking in prices at such a, a steep premium to the current cash market their diligence their planning and all of the years that they've invested in, in in prudent risk management paid off when prices eight weeks later went from all-time lows to all-time highs and maintained those levels because mostly of government intervention, it paid off. So risk management is about the long game. And I think that that's something that we learned most about in 2020. It's, it's not always about what advice we're providing based on the market conditions of a specific day or this specific milk production report or GDT. It's about that long-term strategy. And those that get that are the most successful in this business. Yeah, for sure. Which brings me to my next question. What advice can you give to someone in the dairy industry right now that's just getting their feet wet on risk management? Well, if you just got your feet wet in in the dairy markets and mitigating risk in 2020, then there probably won't be a year quite like this for some time in the future. What I can tell you is, I think it's really important if you're jumping into these markets is to keep an open mind, take your time to be able to learn as much as you can, to talk to as many people and meet as many people as you can that have been in the markets. I think the difficult part about 2020 is a lot of those interactions to meet and talk and learn from people have been virtual. And ultimately, that's just not a great way to get acquainted into the marketplace. Visiting with people, going to conferences, seeing what is important to big organizations, learning from industry participants and experts. You know, even though we love people and and want them to be loyal high ground customers forever, you know, the the advice is you got to learn from everybody and find who you've got a good fit with and take all that information in and realize, like I just said, it's about the long game. The dairy markets, unless you're trading to make money, which 
it can be exciting, but adds a ton of stress. This isn't all that an exciting of a business to be in, but learning and, and organizing that plan, you know, based on what we know about these dairy markets, here are good entry points, here are good areas where I need to lever up. Uh, here is the history of these markets. I think just let everything sink in. Try not to jump into it too quickly. We've seen a lot of people try and get really aggressive with kind of their first risk management plan and implementing within an organization because they don't know the lay of the land and they don't know the internal politics or are just wading through that for the first time for their company, they can sometimes get burnt out because the process isn't moving quick enough. This is a slow moving business. We're in it for years. And I think that's the best advice I can give somebody is you are entering into a world where if you can get good at this, you can become a uh, someone who has a, a relatively good understanding of the dairy markets. We're all still students, but if you can get that down, you will have a job in this industry for a long time. Yeah. You know, I believe the reason High Ground Dairy has done so well over the years is because of our focus on not just gaining customers, but really building those relationships. Has that always been ingrained within your work ethic? It has. A lot of people probably don't know this about me, but I was a golf caddy for 10 years growing up. And I thought that that job is, if you've got kids and you have access to a caddy program to have them work, I truly believe that's the best uh, place for someone who's 13, 14 years old can gain some real life skills. Communication skills are super important. Walking one-on-one with somebody that you've never met before that is of a, a much higher stature than you are as a, as a freshman in high school, being able to carry on a conversation with that person over time, dealing with different personality styles and traits, making money and, and, and doing so and aspiring to kind of be someone that's better is, is such a great experience. So I, I always go into a tangent when I talk about that, but I think that's somewhere where that the, the work ethic and the relationship building has always been super important to me. That's also been a foundation of what we've done at High Ground. I remember Joe O'Neill telling me that the brokerage business is a commodity business. We trade commodities and we are a commodity. And the only thing that distinguishes ourselves from one another is service and information. So that's truly, we, we've taken the old Downs O'Neill model that I learned when I started in this business in 2001, and we've just put that into to overdrive. We've created one of the most comprehensive dairy market intelligence packages that are out there, and our subscribers are incredibly loyal and provide us great feedback so that we can continuously improve that. That is part of the relationship side, but I think people have enjoyed working with us because we take what they've provided us from a feedback perspective and we put that into practice. Whether that's just the futures options execution, whether that's a, a, a small customer that has a data request that we can fulfill, we do it quickly, we're receptive, we're responsive, we're nimble to change, and we're always doing our best to cultivate relationships. We'd love to do that much more and get out and visit with our customers and see them at conferences and, and travel around. But I think our customers over the last eight years realize that fact, and that's why we have such a, a great, loyal customer base. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to ask you is, can you give us an example of a customer success story that would inspire someone else 
in the dairy supply chain to start utilizing risk management tools that we offer? The one story that I will always go back to and remember was right before one of the biggest crisis in, in, in really, in, I mean, obviously in my lifetime, you know, the, the global financial crisis as it was unfolding. I was sitting on a trade desk with the Downs O'Neill Group, who had been bought up by FC Stone and, and working alongside a longtime business partner of mine, Dave Krasowski. We're trying to navigate, very similarly to, to 2020, we're trying to navigate and, and keep our customers informed. And for, for the, the previous three or four years, you know, uh, prices have, have been oscillating up and down. And this was that one moment that you could see the writing on the wall, that things were starting to unravel. And at the same time, dairy market prices were carrying at all-time highs and carrying a relatively flat forward curve for an 18-month time frame. And I remember talking to one of our longtime dairy farm customers who was always good at risk management. And we just said that, hey, we think that this is this is the time to go. He locked in 100%, maybe even a little bit more than that, um, a little bit speculatively of his milk for the entire 2009 year in the late summer of 2008. And ultimately, over the course of, of 2009, we saw all-time lows on dairy prices. It was a terrible year. And a lot of farmers went out of business. And this farmer went on to buy neighbor's property, buy other dairies, you know, really be able to kind of take his business to new heights. I think the important thing to, to recognize when you're doing hedging and risk management is it's the long game. You are a consistent hedger so that every five or eight or 10 years, when something ridiculous happens that would have just crushed your business, if you have hedged, you've protected yourself against disaster. When you have money in your pocket, no matter if you're a pizza chain that's locking in a price and 2020 provided you with monthly pricing that was closing in on $3 a pound at one point, or whether you're a dairy farmer and were able to lock in you know, a $19 milk price for an entire year in 2009, when the average price that year was somewhere in the neighborhood of, of $12 a hundredweight, you're living for those moments. So it, again, it's a long game. But as long as you are very diligent about your planning, you're planning for those moments. And that's the moment that make or break you in these markets. And if you're not a consistent hedger, you're going to miss out on those opportunities. That is great advice. I know I won't forget that year either. It was my first year in commodities. Certainly, we'll go down in the history books. Thank you so much for this. Your knowledge has had such an impact on so many people in this industry, including myself. And I look forward to continuing this journey of focusing on helping our customers thrive in dairy. Thank you. Thank you. 